0: Hey everyone, welcome and thanks for tuning into our podcast. of my Right now I'm just going to share a few moments with you and something that God laid on my heart. You know, life has a rhythm to it. Life's rhythm right now for all of us, it seems to be that that rhythm is changed. The rhythm is a strong repeated pattern of, of movement or sound that, that is, has a reoccurring sequence to it. Our rhythm right now, I mean, we're usually going to work. I mean, remember when you could go to a restaurant, order a meal, sit down, and hang out with people. And now you got to go to a restaurant, pick up a meal, and go somewhere and either sit in your car or take it to your house. And it's not the same. I mean, kids are at home. They're doing all their schoolwork at home, we have somebody in our church that share, they're like, you know, I've got kindergartners, and they're doing Zoom meeting with kindergartners. Like, like how do you do a Zoom meeting with a, five, a group of five-year-olds? It's just, it's amazing what we are able to do in this season, but our rhythm's off. Everything about it, our, our sleeping rhythm's off, our eating rhythm. I don't know about you, but if you're like me, and, and you've spent a lot of time at home with family, we've eaten a lot. I mean, I'm telling you, I think that's why people are going to the store and buying a whole lot of food is because it's like, it's like it's stress eating, but it's like, what do you do? You eat. What do you do? You eat. What brings joy? Food. What brings joy? Cake and ice cream and donuts. And I've eaten more donuts and more sweets in the last two weeks than ever before. So I need to, to do something about that. But here's the thing when it comes to rhythm. Have you ever ever worshiped in a church experience before? Now, right now, you may be rhythmically challenged you can't clap on beat but when you worship with us and you're at home you can clap on any beat you want and it don't matter who cares the bible says the lord loves a joyful noise so make some noise when you worship but but you ever been next to someone that that like they clap and you're like like uh 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 it really throws you off now in worship they use different devices and and pastor steve tell us about about drummers you know Yeah, so um, I think actually this Sunday we should probably bring your tambourine
1: to church. If you want to, (laughs) you're allowed to bring your tambourine, you know, whatever musical instrument you got. But yeah, I grew up as a drummer, and uh, one thing that I learned is that the drummer keeps the tempo. It keeps the rhythm. And... um, there's a couple things that are important that we do to stay on tempo. There's this thing called a metronome. And uh, if you've never heard of a metronome, it can be annoying to some, but to musicians, uh, we've, we've learned to cope with it. But this is just a metronome. This is what it, it sounds like. And if you notice, the keyboard player just started changing with the, with the metronome, the timing of it. Um, and, and a metronome is so important in music because... Um, sometimes it's easy to play what you feel, but it's not necessarily the correct rhythm. And I think that can be true in Christianity as well, is that we can live by how we feel, but we have to stick to what's right, and that's what we're, the word of God.
0: And that's you what, know? yeah, that's where faith comes in, because when life happens, the thing you can control is what you need to control. And if we operate on our feelings, I don't know about you, but sometimes, man, I don't feel good. I just, doesn't, this whole coronavirus thing doesn't feel right. Doesn't feel right. Doesn't sound right. We just want it to get over with. And if we go by our feelings, then the whole situation can control the way that we respond. So I want to help you, and that's what that's what the best night of the week is is to, is to help you to set a rhythm so that you can live your life. This Sunday, I'm going to start a series called "This Is Living." I just believe that this is the greatest time to be alive, to be living because Jesus is alive. But when our rhythm gets off, we need something like a metronome. But the metronome may be the Holy Spirit that sits us and gets, okay, set a rhythm. Because if you set a rhythm for your life and that rhythm is strong, whatever life brings your way, what you can control is the rhythm. What you can control is what you can do, and that's what we need to do tonight is realize that our response to life can be according to what we know, but why not respond according to who we know? Why not respond according to Jesus and how we we know him? And the Bible tells an amazing story about these, these two guys named Paul and Silas, and Paul and Silas are just believers that are praying, and Paul has this vision. This is in Acts chapter 16. He has this vision, and the vision says, come to Macedonia, and this guy needs to hear the gospel. So they pack up, and they go to Macedonia, and they find the capital city there, and they go to this prayer meeting. And every day, this is their rhythm. Prayer was their rhythm. Worship was the rhythm. And they kept going to this prayer meeting, and this lady gets saved, her kids get saved. And the whole time that they're going, this demonic girl keeps following them and saying, these men are servants of the Most High God, and they're showing you the way to be saved. And they keep announcing it. Paul's like, "That's pretty interesting." This girl is like, like, like she's the barker that like tells everybody, "Here's who's coming. Here's what's on the way." And uh, at one point, Paul gets annoyed because he realizes, okay, this girl's demon possessed, and he says, "In the name of Jesus, get out!" And when he does, this girl is a slave girl, and her owners get mad. So they trump up these charges, drag these guys before the magistrates, they convict them, throw them, they're beaten, they're stripped, and they're thrown in prison for doing something good. Now think about this. If that was you, what would your response be? I don't know about you, but my my response wouldn't be like, like their response. Because my response would be like, hold up, I did something good, hold up, I did something kind, hold up, I did something nice, but that that, that may be what we think our response should be, but if we set a rhythm, then whatever comes our way, we can respond according to the rhythm. We can respond according to what God's doing in our life. The Bible says this, that that Paul and Silas were in prison. And when they're in prison and they're in this dark place, they're shoved in the deepest, darkest place of the prison. It's cold, it's dark, and they're alone. They're chained together. The Bible says at about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening to them. Think of this, they're in a jail and they're at the bottom and they're singing and these words are going through and they're praying and all these prisoners are listening to them. And it says, and suddenly there was a violent earthquake that came and it shook the prison and all the doors were open and everyone's chain fell off. So Paul and Silas were in the middle of this prison. And when life happens, this was a bad part of life. This was a dark place. This was, this was worse than the coronavirus. This is stuck in a hole. And they, they didn't complain. They didn't get in an argument. They didn't just keep silent and wonder what's gonna happen next. What they did is they could control what they could control. Sometimes we need to control what comes out of our mouth. Because the Bible says life and death is in the power of your tongue. So if life and death is in the power of my tongue, then, then the words I choose are what set the rhythm for my life. I can choose, now, now what you didn't hear in the in the tomb, or not the tomb, but, but the prison. What you didn't hear in the prison was these guys complaining. I can't believe this. You know, the Bible says that Paul was a Roman citizen. They didn't say, hey, wait a minute. I'm a Roman citizen. I shouldn't be beaten like this. I should be treated differently, because in those days, Roman citizens and other citizens had different set of rules. There was a set of rules in how you treated Roman citizens, and then there was a set of rules how you treated everybody else. Sounds like today in some ways. But Paul didn't say, hey, I'm being mistreated. Hey, this is who I am. I am a Roman citizen, you cannot beat me. No, we don't hear that. We don't hear him complaining about that, and we don't even hear him fighting it. I don't know about you, but if I was Silas, and that was my friend, who said I had a dream in the middle of the night and I end up in a dungeon, I'd be like, what did you eat that night? Did you eat, like, Taco Bell or something, you know? Did you eat, what did you eat? Did you eat some, did you eat Totino's pizza? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. But what did you eat? Like, like I'd have been like, you got me into this. You got to get me out. There'd be some arguing going on. I would be blaming him. Look what you did. I came and followed you. I mean, this is what we're doing right now sometimes. We're like, we point this finger and we argue about where we are. Some of you right now are doing this. You're watching TV and you're either watching the president's debriefing or you're watching any news thing and you're kind of arguing with the news. This is what needs to happen. This is, are, are we going to shut this thing down forever? We argue with this thing and those are words that we choose we choose to argue or we choose to be silent. Some people, it's the easiest thing to do is just be silent. But when I look at Paul and Silas and I look at us and, I, and, I, and I, if I could look through and see you, I'd understand this. We're not average people. Average people might just be silent, but we have an extraordinary God that lives inside of us. Jesus came and he got up out of the grave so that he could abide and live inside us of messed up humanity so an extraordinary God lives in an average person I can have an extraordinary response and that extraordinary response is this I control what I can control when I can't control people I mean you ever been in a situation where you'd love to control the people and their response they're like I mean I wish I need to tell you how to do do it like this you know what I'm saying do it like this here's here's a problem I find um You go to Publix. Now, Publix is a wonderful store. And I went there and they had these arrows on the ground. And I argued with the arrow. I was like, what does, my wife's like, it's one way, you can only go this way. So I'm walking down the aisle Now, you know something, there are rule breakers in this world. I'm not one of them. I'm like, I am following the rule. I gotta go, and then the, and then there's this other person going the other way. You know what we wanna do? We wanna argue with the people that we can't control. Excuse me, the arrow says you're supposed to go this way. I have a friend in Colorado who said, man, they just threw me out of a store because I went the wrong way down an aisle. You know, they said, excuse me, sir, if you're not gonna go down the aisle this way, you I don't know, but in Florida, I haven't seen anybody do that. But people are like, I, I, you, there's a part of you that wants to stop them and say, go that way. This is because we're supposed to stay apart. Go that way. Here's the problem. When we try to control but we can't control, we lose control of what God wants control over. We lose control of the fact that that God came to live inside of us and when we offer a praise, when we offer a prayer, when I feel like I can't move in situations, God's never stopped moving. But when when I give control to him and say, okay God, I'm going to allow what flows out of my mouth be life. I'm going to allow what flows out of my heart be worship. I'm going to take this moment when I can't control it because I know that you haven't stopped moving. And if you haven't stopped moving, then what I need to do is figure out what moves God. When I look at this story, these two guys did two things. Two things moved God. You know what moves the hand of God in a season like this? Praise and worship. I don't know what song they sang. I don't know what I don't even think it matters what song. I think if you like Southern gospel, it could be Southern gospel. If you like what other like country music or contemporary music or or what or what? Maybe you like some pop, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. If you like Justin Bieber singing worship music, because he is doing that right now, you know what I'm saying? If that's your thing, that's your jam. Come on now, then I'm telling you in your house, you gotta have a jam in your heart that flows out of your life because there's absolutely nothing in this world that shapes the perspective of living like worship does. Because when we worship our God, when we allow him to enter into this moment, that's when he can move everything out of the way, that's when he can shake the foundations of everything and the prison doors can fall off. You know where our victory is? It's in our mouth. You know, our, our, our victory is, our victory's in your you, praise. So I want to encourage you. You know, Paul and Silas, it says, at about midnight, when everything was dark, when they were chained together, when they couldn't move, what they chose to do was move what they could move. And they could move their mouth. And they lifted up a voice of praise. And that's when God showed up. Maybe right now, wherever you are. If you're in your living room, I'd encourage you. We're going to sing a song together. We're going to worship him together just for a moment. Would you just invite him into your into your place and he's going to fill the room of your house and everything shifts and everything changes. The environment doesn't control our response, God does, because he lives inside of us. So right now, close your eyes. Right now, just take a moment. Take a deep breath because this moment, I mean when 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 life is stressful, When life offers us those things, we can respond another way or we can respond with faith and say, Jesus, man, there's nobody like you. Come on, let's worship him. Come on, let's let his presence change everything.
1: If you would like to give to this ministry, simply log on to our website at oceanwaychurch.com or check out our app where you can give as well. Thanks for tuning in. And be sure to join us again next week.